Hey y'all, it's your girl Mia and Whitney. Welcome to the Black Coffee and Tea Podcast, where you get your weekly dose of top stories, girl talk, and everything in between. This is where you come when you need your coffee, but want that tea. So get ready. Next episode starts now. Hey. Hey, what's going on? What is up? Man, it's a beautiful Saturday, but it feels like fucking Monday. I've been <laughs> I'm tired. You had a great you had a great week. Christmas party. Girl, I know. It was so lit. Like everybody everyone was there at like three in the morning. Like I don't even think nobody's my email was never as dry as the day after that party. I think I got one automated email all day. <laughs> Not an automated email. Girl, yeah. So funny. It was fun. We had TLC come out to perform. It was great. Oh, TLC, tender love and care. Yes. Left eye chili. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was kind of iffy about it when I, when I found out that was going to be our little guest performer. Why? Because I mean, TLC is legendary and stuff. I mean, no, um, left eye. Exactly. And it's like, they all, they kind of rubbed me the wrong way after left eye had died. Why? And I don't know if you remember, but like a few years after left eye had died, like they did like a reality show. They were trying to like replace left eye as I one of like they were trying to find a left eyes replacement they had girls like audition it, it just seemed it just rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like come on like y'all are like legends at this point you cannot just try to replace left eye and then it was like I don't know if y'all are really trying to replace left eye or is this just a way to make some money right now <laughs> you know because you're not really booking or anything so I don't know but that was like a decade ago so I'm gonna let it go yeah, I can see where that was. <laughs> I can see. Where Left Eye was my favorite, so. I'm trying to think who was my favorite in TLC. It was Left Eye and then Chili. I love Chili's. All her little interludes and shit, her little bridges, you know. Yeah. I don't remember who was my favorite. Now, I guess because, like, I loved TLC, but I. I want to say I think Chili was my favorite because I just thought she was also so pretty. Like she, not because she, not because vocally, but like just she was just pretty yeah. and just, you know it's Chili. Uh, and she still looks great. She was oh. on that stage, boy. She like had a little bandu top on, tied around her stomach. She was hitting those little two steps. Chili mm. can get it. <laughs> smash. <laughs> <laughs> smash, smash, smash. That's Usher's old bitch. I would wipe her up. Do you think she was affected by the whole Usher thing? Like, do you think he had herpes way after her? <sighs> oh, I'm just, I don't know. Damn, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm um, just wondering. I'm wondering if she found that out and was like, oh, okay, damn, I already knew that anyway. Or was she just like, this nigga is like, <laughs> Uh, I would like to think no, um, but again, you know, I hear with people that have herpes, that shit is lifelong, depending on when he had it. It is lifelong, ain't it? I mean, it's no cure. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no cure for it. Like, you just, um, 
have to roll with it. Um, so I don't know, depending on when he con- contracted it, I don't know. I would like to think no, because their relationship was so like, I still want them together in some sort of perfect worlds. Like I just, they were, cute. they were so cute. They were so cute. It was totally a genuine relationship, which I don't see in my opinion often now like everybody's fucking everybody and hooking up and just the thing to do versus feel and actually commit and be with someone he had her up in the music video it was cute it was cute (laughs) you got it you got it there that was my song too um so yeah i don't know that's awkward i know when she found out even so if if he that's did, where my mind goes ridiculous because what you gonna say not have it if he didn't have it when they were together i guess i would be embarrassed in the sense of like ooh, this is gonna be attached to me like with questions that <laughs> well, you asked me about her like you think chili like chili bitch did you do you it's like don't put me I in know. the we we 15 years over like no yeah, she did date him like a cool decade before, I think. So <laughs> she should be straight, but correct, correct. Um God bless them. They did their thing. So yeah, I don't know. That's they were they were super cute. So I want to give um some birthday shout outs because there's oh, some okay. Well, there's just been some really cool people that I like that have had birthdays this past week. Jamie oh, oh, Jamie Fox. Okay, got Jamie it. Jamie Fox being one of them. <laughs> Everybody knows how I love me some Jamie Fox. Um, Eric Bishop, to be exact. Uh, <laughs> that's his. That's his uh, government name. For the I've had a few times now on this show. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the other one? Um, uh, Lodge. Huh? What's the other dude? Oh my God! With the weird, not a weird. He has a strange. Real name, Lumpkin. Mm. Y'all, she talking about Jiggy Wine. Elgin Wine. Elgin Lumpkin. Elgin Lumpkin. That was my first baby. Okay, he was my first male crush in the sense of a grown ass man and a celebrity eye. Um, yeah. Shout out. To it's good that you still like Jamie Fox because a lot of women, especially black women, like if they find out their celebrity crush don't really fuck with black women then it will make them not like them anymore <laughs> i can see that and i've um i feel that way about, i feel that way about some other celebrities but i really don't he gets care. a pass i don't care about those other ones but i've always loved jamie fox like for i just always have loved him as a comedian before i even really i think had a i think i just came into this crush over the last few years um, several years, but I mean, I've always just thought he was so funny, and like, you know, he's Jamie Fox, so it is whack that he dates. Well, I it's whack. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I'm all for interracial dating, and I've said this before. I just, you know, I I feel as though I have the issue. My issue lies with those people that you know date white women or whatever color women but and they bash the other side of women like the other races of women that's super whack to me um even if you don't bash the other race it's whack to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) happy birthday lauren london she was the other one that i wanted to wish a happy birthday to 
All right. Happy birthday, y'all. And I want to give a special happy birthday to Kim Porter. Today is her birthday. And um, yeah, so that covers. God bless her. And reports have said, there's a report, today would have been her 47th birthday. So that's what they're saying, y'all. I don't know. Fact check out there. I don't know. Well, she was uh, born in 1970, uh, December 15, 1970. It's 2018. Does that make her 48, though? Oh, I don't know. All her IMD pages and stuff say 71. But IMDb could be wrong. All that shit could be wrong. Who knows? Who really knows? I wasn't in the delivery room. Yeah. But God bless her, her family, her kids. Oh, Lord Jesus. God bless them. God bless them. It's going to be a tough day today. It's going to be a tough Um, day today. It's going to be a tough day today. It's too close to home. It just happened. It's just too fragile. Just 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 got through Thanksgiving. Now they've got to mourn her again. Yeah. Um, Right way, but they've got to still mourn her again. Then God, Thanksgiving is a week away. They got to mourn her again. Yeah. It's just all these mornings, like, you know, God bless the whole family over God there. bless. You know, because I, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine that. Yeah. Those um, girls, especially. I'm glad they're twins. At least they have each other. You know, somebody close in their age. Because being the baby of the family already is, like, tough. But at least it's two of them because all their siblings are grown, basically. So, yeah. you know. I agree. And it's a sister, sister bond, that sister. Yeah, they still have some type of womanly bond. Yeah, they can go through those things together, periods and girl talk. and Tough. I can't imagine like growing into my womanhood without my mom. Like I call my mom for everything. I know. Me too. (laughs) Like, you know, anything major happening, I call my mom. So it's just like, damn, that just poor babies, poor babies. Babies, so um, <laughs> I don't even know what, what I want to talk about first because there's it's a lot happening for real, like always. For, there's for real a lot happening, so mm-hmm. I do want to get out in the air because this has been something in the more recent news headline that I just debated against a friend about the other day, and that is Pastor John Gray, who is a pastor over a mega church in Dallas. And you and I, Whitney, have talked about him before. Um, I think his wife had some commotion about how, you remember the guy who um, came out and spoke about how his wife basically dealt with him through his stupidity. And, you know, even now he's still really hasn't considered himself grown into his full manhood and she still deals with him. Um, But anyway, he bought his wife for her birthday or her anniversary. I can't remember. It was either a 10 year anniversary or something like that, or her birthday. He buys her a Lamborghini, a $200,000 Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. And the people, meaning the social media people, they are letting him have it. But this is the funny thing. Just a week ago, he was in the news for everything great because he was giving away money to his church members. Um, this is similar to what my own pastor does every week. Um, well, not every week, but he does do it very frequently um, with the tithes and offering there. Um, you know, if we have something that we'd like to give, we go up to the altar, we place the money on the bench 
And then my pastor, he'll say, you know, for those that are in need, if you need gas money, if you need groceries, if you need da 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 da, come, come forward. And then if they run out of money, he tells those to meet him after church so he can give them more money. So that's, that's what you're supposed to do. They got that money. Yeah. That's been my, well, my church, my church, I wouldn't say that they have money, but I, the thing that I like about my church is that our pews are not falling to the ground. Our lights aren't, you know, always shut off. You know, he's very, our pastor's very transparent about our bills and our debt. Um, actually we are, we've worked our way out of debt. Like, so he's very transparent. No, he's not riding around in a brand new Mercedes or anything like that. He's not that kind of pastor. But what I'm saying is, is that I like the fact that he's very transparent, you know, cause we all know those churches that, you know, the lights are constantly, you're like, God, you walk in the church. You're like, really? They, at all the money we give them, they can't afford to fix this light bulb. They can't afford, you know, to get us new pews, but the pastor's rolling around in a Rolls Royce, you know. We all know those kind of churches exist, but with the issue that I have in this situation was that there was a lot of judgment like, oh, why is he buying his wife a Lamborghini? You know, da, 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 da. What looks is, bad. Huh? I'm saying it looks bad. I don't mean, I don't know the facts behind it, but just off of looks alone, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying though is, I guess what I'm saying though is, is like, why is it that I feel like we as people have this impression of pastors that we feel better if they live out of a trash can. Like, can pastors- I mean, that's extreme. And a trash can from a Lambo is a great deal of difference. And that's an extreme situation. But yeah, if you're, if you are in, especially his church community, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't really know too much about him or his church community or where his church is or what kind of medium annual income that his people are receiving but if you are rolling into a church and all of your um you know contributors who who tithe and offering every who give tithe and offering every week are pulling up in nissans and you know honda accords and the pastor who's supposed to be from the community and lead the church and his people pull up in a fucking lambo it's it's going to create some divide that's just natural like if you want to go preach in Calabasas where everyone has Lambos that makes more sense but if you are taking money from people who don't have and you're supposed to be the community leader of that community and you appear flossing and your people really can't really pay their rent and shit it's going to create a divide that's just human nature like even if he did legally he could have had that money saved for 10 years and just saved up enough to get a Lambo whatever it is images wise it looks as if he could be taking more than he received you know pastors mostly and churches are for the community so it really for them to be super lucrative it's odd it's a little off i so, think yeah okay and the that's reason my opinion about it but yeah i just think that like as people we really don't know what these other pastors have as far as jobs outside of the church i think the first assumption is is that you know, if a pastor goes out and does something nice, it's like, oh my God, he's taking my money to do that. You know, I know a lot of that's how you're going to feel if you give your money every week somewhere. If you give your money every week somewhere, and like you said, the pastor is not transparent. You don't know where the money is going. You don't know how much your bills are. And then your pastor rolls up in a Lamborghini. It's just like, the only thing I see is me giving my hard earned money every week. 
<laughs> you put a little bit of Lamborghini, so I'm gonna have some questions, you know, like that's just natural. Yeah, but I mean, I also feel like I, I guess what I'm I mean, saying you're is- blessed to have a super transparent pastor, but I mean, I gotta say, from what I've seen and grown up in, a lot of pastors are not like that. They're not, but I'm just very careful in how I look at things nowadays because for those amount of people that are crooked, because there are tons of crooked pastors, Mm -hmm. there's tons of crooked just people. um, I don't, in my opinion, I don't look at like, if I see like the, what do you call it? Creflo Creflo dollars who uh, sit up here and say, I need a brand new jet. I need a $20 million jet in order to be a great preacher, whatever whack line he said. Um, And the church is actually supporting it because they are like, yeah, pastor needs a a brand new jet. Yes, yes. You know, that's extreme. Um, But I feel like if as a church, if the, first of all, the church is people, the people are the church. You know what I mean? We are the church. I can be you know, I could have five people in my house and that's the church. We are the people um, that make the church. And so I feel as though as long as the church is taken care of, meaning I can come to my pastor and say, hey, my lights are off. There's a, there's a help fund within my church and I actually receive money, whatever. I receive the help that I need. Do you know if he has that? Like, I don't really have too much of an opinion because I don't go to his church. I haven't given him my dollar, not a single cent to him. So I no, don't no, no. care. I'm, I'm but it's just like... I'm speaking for, as like a, in general, uh, I don't know. The thing about it is nobody That's knows. What I'm, saying. I'm not going to have too much judgment on it because that I, the only people who really should be a vet are the people who go to that church and give their money and who've been and going this, to that church for years and years and years. And this and is my point. I'm a side eye you, but I don't, that, that doesn't affect me. So. And that's my point is that if the church members don't have an issue with it, because there have been claims for other church uh, or pastors that are doing crazier things and their church members are okay with it because guess what? They still continue to tie. They still continue to go. So why is it such a big issue with I don't know. I haven't heard no church members speak out about it. Well, <laughs> so I can't. Well, I haven't heard not one church member interview. I have no idea what they feel like. They, I know they talking shit. You can't tell me that church, that congregation ain't talking shit. Okay, I don't think that he's not going to have a congregation this Sunday because everybody is upset or most people are going to be upset. Why would you not go to your job? People get mad about decisions. All Like, they don't have any power. The church because, is the power. Exactly. So, if so he's going to still go to church, but I, all I'm saying is you can't tell me that the church is not talking about not, that. You can't tell me if you're that. Church is gossipy as hell. They, you can't tell me that if you don't really agree with what somebody's doing, you're not going to go to another church. Girl, please. Those church folks love that controversy. They be in there gossiping up a storm. Did you see what the pastor did? Did you hear about the pastor? Like, stop it. They talking shit. And whether they go or not go, he's getting side-eyed, period. I mean, look, if it's worth it to you, it's worth it to you. So pastors can never drive a nice car. You can drive the pastor can have a nice car. The pastor without can have a nice house. Without the there being controversy. Nice whatever. But it's gonna be side eyes from your congregation. Your poor ass congregation is gonna side eye the fuck out of you because everyone knows for the vast majority, poor people are at church. Yes. Period. Yes. So it looks bad. Period. It not saying it's scandalous, not saying it is, but just off of images alone. 
it so everywhere, look so all churches right. have a decent, have a nice ass car. It looks bad. It looks very bad. If your congregation uh, income is damn one hundred and twenty five percent below your own, it looks horrible. It just does. So what about job? I guess what about jobs though? If majority of people, if if your top leaderships are making this, but seventy percent of your workforce are making this, then I mean, what is of that? Of course, that looks that looks odd as well. But the thing about that is, my job pays me. The, that pastor not paying those folks to come to church every day. Those people are giving their money, their time, and their energy to that church. That's why people have your eyes on the pastor because at the end of the day, those people are supporting that church and th- those people are supporting the people at the p- top. It's not the opposite. So I can look at my CEO and say, damn, he makes $500,000, but shit, at the same time, he pays me every two weeks. So it's different. That's, that's not even really comparable in my opinion. So that's why, and it's just, that's how it goes with the, with these churches, because a lot of them are subsidized. They get state money. And then on top of that, they're getting, you know, people who really don't have the money, but feel as if it's their duty to give it. So it just, I, I don't know. I think it's bad taste. I think it's not tactful. I would feel very bad. I could never if I was a church leader, I wouldn't want a fucking Lamborghini if I know my church um, congregation could never afford it. Like, I'm nowhere near a saint now, but I don't want no motherfucking Lamborghini. It's just, it's odd to be a spiritual leader and then look like you're so into materialistic things as well. Like, it just, I don't know, it negates it a little bit. It just does, in my opinion. It negates who you are as a spiritual person. And I'm not saying that money is evil or whatever, but it seems as if I wouldn't never want to show that off to my church population. If I know half of them can't even afford a regular car for fucking $7,000. Like, I don't know. It just seems like to be in bad taste. Mm. In my opinion, it doesn't mean he's a horrible person. It doesn't mean it's fucking, um, you know, scammed money from his church members, but he got to be open to the fact you're going to get side-eyed now. Like it, it just looks bad. Yeah. That's all. For appearances, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I got you. And I don't know why this man is always in the media. Like, who is he? I just don't even, I don't know I, him. I like him. I like his, I, I don't go to church as much anymore as I used to for my own personal reasons. Because, you know, I just feel like, I've said this before, I feel like the church is designed to keep us, um, uh, to divide us more than to bring us together. That's my opinion. Um, I guess I just, you know, I do like certain, um, pastors in their teachings. Um, I know there's a pastor here. He will remain nameless. (laughs) I do not go to his church for very obvious reasons. Um, but I will not take away the fact that I love how the way he preaches and what he talks about and all of those sorts of things, but I can't go and support his church. Um, but John Gray, I honestly, other than the fact that um, I've never heard of like him being a scandalous type pastor, I've only heard like, you know, damn, you have a wife that's been taking care of you, da 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 da, and you still haven't, you know, I've heard that kind of stuff, and I heard about this Lamborghini as far as you know. Yeah. Wow. But I haven't heard any like Eddie Long, like he's messing with boys or he's out here cheating <laughs> scandals or, you know, I haven't heard anything like that as far as John Gray. So, um, yeah, that, the only thing I, the only other thing I heard was that whole, what was that sister circle or something? That's what that was. That's what okay. that was when he, when he was speaking on how his wife was this amazing wife. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She has, you know, been down yeah. with him 
I didn't really agree with that whole thing, but that wasn't, I, I don't know them or their journey or their history. Yeah. So God bless them. But Most of the people that I talk about, I do not know. Let me just be clear. <laughs> I just don't well, know. when I say I don't know them, I mean, I literally, yeah. this is our first time ever hearing. You follow yeah. these people. Yeah. I don't know shit about them, where they're yeah. from, nothing about them. Never heard of them. So that's all I'm saying. But um, I, I mean, he, he got tough skin. I'm sure he knew it was going to be some side eyes from that Lamborghini. So sure. sure. I just went the pros and cons. Yeah, I just think it's important to um, have the conversation about, like, what is it that bothers people so bad about, you know. But that's up to that church leader. If you want to ride around the Lamborghini, then you need to be very, very fucking transparent with your congregation. And you need to let them know where your money's coming from. Like, I, I hate to say that. I mean, but at the end of the day, if someone's contributing money to me, I'm going to let you know where it's going period. And if you think my salary is too much, I'll let you know where my salary's coming from. Like I want, I would want to be super transparent because I don't like to ask nobody for no money. So I know if I had hundreds of, or thousands of people giving me money and I'm the leader of it, right. I'm gonna let you know what's popping because it's, I'm not going to have no side eyes if I go on vacation or whatever it is. Well, so maybe he needs to have all types of stuff. Cause I just, that's what I don't understand. Like I, I like the church. I like the belief it gives. I like the hope and all of that, the community, but there are some things fundamentally missing from the church. Like, you know, they have the opportunity to kind of educate their people. And if your church leader can make all this money, and if your church leader is financially prosperous, why can't you teach your people to be that way? Why can't you, you know, have a financial abundance class, have a, um, you know, finances guided in spirit class, whatever it is, do something tangible that can help your people out here besides just pray, hope and give me money. You know, like that's my issue with it. So if you want to ride, ride around in Lambos, then you have you have an obligation as a leader to kind of show, tell your people why you drive around in Lambos and, and if they want to continue to give you their money, it would be right for you to kind of lead the way with them. You know, that's yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah. So. And I've been fortunate enough so far to attend most of the churches that I've been raised in. And, you know, they do do all of those things as far as, you know, teach those financial literacy courses. They have oh, all sorts of things. Yeah. I, I've never personally had, a bad experience with a church or even, yes, there's always gossip. I don't care what church you, you go to. There's always going to be the gossip of like, you know, whatever. Um, but fortunately I have been to churches. Most of the churches that I've been raised in have always, you know, I don't know necessarily about transparency, about showing the numbers, but I'm not yeah. new. To, I'm not new to pastors giving as soon as they get the tithes and offerings they give the money back out. I'm not new to that or seeing that. I actually think, and you know, again, social media was getting on uh, these pastors for doing that. And it's like, you can't, you just can't win. You know, it's like, how do you get on somebody for giving away money? I just heard everyone praise the pastors doing that. It was a very positive post when I saw that. I didn't hear nobody mad about that. Yeah. There's money back to your church. I don't read all 20,000 comments. So the comments that I see that pop up in my peripheral, there are comments that have said like, Oh my God, you know, and really every post that I read pretty much has negative comments at some point. Well, of, course, of course, every, every single post is going to have negative comments, but that doesn't mean the comments were there's going to be a problem with everything. I think the gist of that post, when they showed him giving back money from the altar was positive. Like the headline was positive. It was, it was a positive spin on it. It wasn't I'm that. that. I'm just saying that people, no matter what you do, there will be negative backlash, whether it's uh, received, whether you're doing good or not, people will always have an opinion regardless. 
True, true. But it's like in the black community and the black churches, like let's not act like this isn't a long standing thing. Like it's been talked about for decades. You know, it's been in all our fucking movies and shit. Oh, the pastor stealing money, the pastor got money. That's a long running like joke in the black community. So it's something that of course people are gonna hold a microscope to because it's already something that's talked about and a lot of people believe that pastors, you know, take money that they shouldn't a lot of them do and a lot of them do. So I'm not negating that either. I just think it's a great conversation to have as far as like, at what point do we say like, okay, like this guy is always booked and busy outside of the church or yada, yada, yada. I'm not saying, I'm not speaking to this particular pastor. I'm just saying like, I just don't like this concept of, you know, it being like the church, this one church where it's like, Yes, there are churches that are bad, but there's tons that are great and do the work and do things that we don't hear about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So yeah. it's it's just for me, I see both sides of it. I, I don't necessarily go negative when I think of the church, but I also, you know, would like to see more positive things happening as well. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was one of the things that I wanted to, to address or to, to bring light on. So okay well shout out um miss wifey pulling up in the lambo shout out can i can tomorrow at the time listen can you pull up on a so what is i really don't want to talk about him too long because we oh. kanye oh what did he but do what is he talking about oh yeah yeah he's trying to what go all man, of that and then kim gets on yesterday and the only thing that i saw kim she of course she's going to take up for him no matter mm-hmm. what but mm-hmm. I saw an excerpt in there that said, uh, Drake needs to pipe down. Uh, Kanye uh, made a way for there to be a Drake. You Hold know? up. She did not say that. Girl, she didn't say that. Girl, I'm I missed that. Girl, you I missed that. First of all, Kim, what I'm going to need you to do is take your nose out of this fucking hip hop business. <laughs> take your ass back to Calabasas. And if you want to fucking debate about who uh, Paris Hilton was or some shit, you debate about that, bitch. Don't debate about who Drake was and who made Drake because you probably wasn't even listening to hip hop back then. So don't even talk about it. First of all, that's what really pisses me off. Like, stay in your lane. I don't care if you're a man's a fucking rapper, okay? You don't know shit about hip-hop or what Drake did to get into hip-hop. Like, fuck out of here. And the reason Kanye is really upset is because there's word on the street that Drake piped down his wife. So that's why he's really fucking going in and trying to get Drake to communicate with him because rumors are that drake smashed kim and he already knows his wife's little thotty so he probably already knows she he really did smash her you know so he's a little upset i'm sending it to you right now i can't i don't want to see her write it he says he she said quote and i quote at drake i can't stand her he said never threaten my husband or our family not at drake i know he didn't at her i don't know so she says he paved the way for there to be a Drake. Girl, I didn't even see. I've been so MIA. I know those comments is tearing her ass up. Girl, you know they are. I cannot. I really can't. So. First of all, I've already been done with the Kardashians. Yeah. Now I'm done, done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Double emphasis. Yeah. Done. Done. Need a new word. Done. That's how done you are. I know you didn't have the balls to at Drake with this bullshit. 
The only thing I saw Drake respond with was laughing emojis. And I thought he was responding to Kanye because Kanye went on a fucking bipolar rant. And I think talking he was, about, I think that comment was directed toward, I think the cr- laughing emoji still was dark. Yeah. Because Kim just, she literally just tweeted this like late last night or something like that. And it's like, get your bipolar ass. It's nothing wrong with being bipolar, but get off of social media. You've already fucking deleted your shit. You've deleted your, your Twitter. You added it back. You said you wasn't going to do this shit. Now you're doing this shit. You're, yeah. you're going on rants. You're a fucking celebrity. We don't even need to know this shit. Like, have some class. Show some fucking class. <laughs> I can't. No. I'm going to read the shit out of him. I know. Like, honestly. Like, but, but as soon as he married the Kardashians, you should have already known class was going out the window. Nobody can hold a fucking standard of how to behave over there. It's ridiculous. I agree. I'm sure Kylie is like, I don't want no parts because her man is cool, but Drake. Okay? Well, you saw the comment Kanye <laughs> made against Travis Scott. What did he say about Travis Scott? Girl, he said, um... Oh, no. You got me heated. Girl, he talked about Travis Scott. He was like, and as far as Travis Scott, fuck that sicko mode song. Wow. He's such a hater. I cannot stand him. He's such a hater. The reason he fell out with Jay-Z was because he's a fucking hater. He got jealous because Jay-Z wasn't letting Blue Ivy hang out with fucking North. And then he got his dumb ass on stage and got, and even exposed how he was even more jealous of Drake because they kept playing Drake's song on the radio. And then he exposed that he was really pissed at that line in Drake's Summer 16 song talking about Kanye's pool. My, my pool's bigger than Kanye's pool. It's like, nigga, we thought y'all was friends. It was a cute little line. Why are you so insecure? Mm-mm. I can't. I can't. I really I can't. can't. Kim, I... You really can't. I can't. I really cannot with Kim. You don't stole enough of our shit, but what you're not going to do is input your fucking two cents in this hip hop history shit. And that's what people back your ass up out of this conversation, that's real what quick. A lot of people were saying in those comments. Were, Girl, you don't even know who the fuck Drake was in 08. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I can't. She literally go the fuck off to say her man paved the way for a Drake. Now even if a part of that was true in the sense of not necessarily paving the way not necessarily paving the way for drake but kanye making an imprint on you know the legacy trail like all these other people have you know but it just it was in bad taste she said what she said she said what she said and it was received how it was received there's no going back to take that back i wonder if she deleted it no uh oh i don't know well the shade room it's still up on the shade room so we we got got the receipts honey oh my god this is just getting too messy it's too messy um what what does he what the fuck did he say about ariana grande oh shit girl he don't use him what yeah, because she she had basically mentioned that she had an album coming out or a new song coming out. And she was like, guys, I know there are grown men arguing online, but me and Miley are dropping our beautiful new songs tonight. So if y'all could please just behave for just like a few hours so the girls can shine, that'd be so sick. Thank okay, you. she needs to fall back too, though. Yeah, drag her. No! Drag Ariana too. Like, girl, first of all, that was so unnecessary. And it's not grown men because Drake hasn't even fucking responded to this foolishness. Like, 
I haven't seen him at anyone or go on no tangent or rants or no shit like that. That's fucking Kanye and his wife. Period. When yeah. What she she could hop about it that too. Oh, you said get her. <laughs> yeah, he could drag, drag her. her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Everybody getting real bold and shit. Like, I. Do you think yeah. back in the day people were stepping up to Pac and be like, oh, Pac, you need to chill because you. No. You, you keep your nose about this business for you in the next diss song, bitch. <laughs> like, Yep. And at this point, I'm ready for Drake to unleash the motherfucking dragon. Apparently, he had a diss trap that was going in on Kanye and his wife, and he didn't drop it for some reason, shape, or form. And now I want the nigga to drop it. Drop everything. If you fucked Kim, let us know how you fucked her. Yeah. We want to know. I'm over it. Stop playing nice with these people. Yeah. Ooh, girl. You hot. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> yes, yes, quotable. Bring ah. us back to the 90s, okay? Yes, I love it. Okay. Oh my so, God, I have something to talk about. What do you want to talk about? This foolishness. Actually, I'm going to play a little clip for y'all. Mm. So we can just get back. I know y'all already seen this. Oh, I hate to get back on this, but... That's to get my, my, my wife back, Cardi. Uh-oh, he heard it. Yeah. I want to apologize to you, Cardi. You know, I embarrass you. I made you look crazy. Doing things I ain't had no business. I was partaking in activity that I shouldn't have been taking in. And I apologize, you know what I'm saying? Breaking your heart. Breaking our promise. Breaking God's promise. And and being a, a, a selfish messed up husband you know what i'm saying i'm trying to i'm, I'm trying to be a better person i want to get this off my shoulders i want to get this on my back i apologize to you Carter. i love you and culture i want to spend christmas with you i want to be able to spend the rest of life my life with you i apologize i'm sorry for what i've done to you i didn't fuck that girl when i was entertaining you know what i'm saying i apologize and i love you i hope you forgive me my birthday wish just to have you back um so that is from Cardi B's husband. And I hope you picked up on some of that. Um, he has sent a heartfelt message begging. First of all, you're not done because you said I'm trying to be a better person. Like, we all know we can read between those fucking lines. We read, we hold on to every word. Okay? Girl, but why do you sound like a little boy? Who... Because he is. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I I just want to apologize first of all. He I, I won't. Done. He's not done. He is a little boy. Okay. Nigga, you don't even talk like that. Girl. He needs you to act real with this. He wants a titty in his mouth and to be pacified <laughs> and to know that everything is going to be okay and that, you know, she's going to come back. She's not going to give you that right away, even if she does go back to you. Girl. I hope she doesn't. I'm but, feeling like the only reason she really left is because of this baby allegation. Absolutely, I agree. And I feel like she has to know the baby is really his because she had some other allegations and they came out to be false and she didn't leave him. Well, so for, she knew, she knows, at the end of the day, she knows. The last baby allegation, this bitch acted like she had the baby. She dragged it on for months and months and months and then turned, find out it wasn't even her baby. She faked the whole thing and... Everyone was like, see, that's why Cardi didn't leave him. Mm-hmm. And now this time it's supposedly a baby, but she left him quick as hell. Yeah. So and the thing about it is it's really, 
it's just all a shit show because one, you have, I've said this before, you have two young ass individuals that are in this so-called lifestyle, quote unquote, social age era where everything, every detail, every element of their relationship is out for us to depict and tear down anyway. It does not help that you also have a husband that is in a group that embarrasses you publicly time and time and time and time again. (laughs) Time and time again. Time and time again. And it doesn't help that you, by your personality, you are already hyped up just by being your own self, let alone you have now what I would consider fuel to the fire. Okay, so it's all just a natural disaster that's been waiting to happen. I never saw them together long term. I never, I saw a baby. I did see a baby happening because guess what? Everybody's having babies by whoever and whatever. So it, I did see that. But as far as this being some kind of like a love story where we're like, oh, relationship goals, they're the idea of what, like, I never saw that. I mean, maybe to 19-year-olds or some shit, but... 19-year-olds, but even that, come on. We know we could call a spade a spade when we 19, you know? Like, we may we may still fall for dumb shit, but... Oh, these kids out here is ratchet as hell. They know. They, they love they that know, shit. But they all know when they do... Actually, a lot of women, kids that... <laughs> I have some cousins. We went on a trip together, and they're 18, 18-19-ish, 18, just turned... And we were talking about, like, you know, their dating lives and all that kind of stuff. And just the responses that they were saying about stuff. And I'm like, now tell me how that makes sense. And I'm not going to put out their business because, you know, I don't, if this goes viral, I don't want them to keep. (laughs) We don't need them issues, but. We don't need those issues. But I will say that one of the girls was dealing with, like, grown shit, grown ass woman stuff. And found it somewhat kind of cute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love it. And then the other one, she's just as naive in a, in a, in a 19, 18-year-old way. You're supposed to have a little bit of that naiveness. I don't want you to know it all at 18 or 19. However, exactly. you want common sense to kind of kick in and be like... I do want common sense, though. Yeah, I want it to kick Girl. in at some point and be like, okay, wait a minute. Wait, now what? Now, okay, explain that to me. They don't have that. And it's like they have it, but they have it but there's a lot of peer, there's a lot more peer pressure is what I'm learning because what one of the girls, she's like, I don't have the big boobs and I don't have the big butt and her body is fine. She's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even be worried about no big old titty, but I get it. Well, the guys, the guys yeah. aren't, you know, they're wanting the, you know, the, the thick and the, this and I'm yeah. like, you're seven. To grow up, to grow up in this age has to be hard as fuck because it's like, you don't even know your body yet. <laughs> When we were young, though, it's like literally your only real competition was the people in your school. Like nobody was out here on Instagram looking at people from fucking L.A. and New York and China and Africa. And you competing with all these IG models and shit. And And we didn't have plastic (laughs) surgery. We didn't even think about plastic surgery at that age. It was some lip gloss. I remember wearing the um, clear mascara. Like clear mascara. She was doing it. You like, oh, girl, what's your eyelashes? She's like clear mascara bitch you know uh, that, that was fresh that, that fresh mac lip gloss girl get mac lip gloss. Gloss. you thought I'm she was you, like tired of what was popping uh the <laughs> the the you know the little uh hair bands that have the balls 
on them, like the yeah, twins. Bubbles. The yeah. I call them bubbles. Wait, you got doctors sleep back, and you had a little ponytail with the little two balls. So if I had on a red belt and a white tee, girl, that was all we was worried about. Girl, yep, yep. That was I'm, it. No. Now you're in your phone trying to Girl. figure out these kids look, schedule your surgery. So, these kids look older than me and I'm 30. Like, they look old. And where I'm are they like, getting money from to do all these things? I, their makeup is snatched to the umph degree. They be having fancy. Let's talk about promposals. <laughs> your promposal, hell, I'm going to tell Carter, don't make this shit too big because you don't want your wife looking back and be like, well, goddamn, your uh, 15-year-old girlfriend got a better proposal than, you know, me. Girl, we didn't even do that when I was young. The only people who did that was, like, the white kids in school. It is a thing. Whose parents would go all out. I didn't even hear about it back then. I didn't even know. Girl, there was a few white kids that did it. I mean, but black people was just like, oh, who you going with? You going to prom? Are you all with Tony? Oh, oh we all gonna pitch in and get a um a thing. Y'all, you got fifty dollars to throw in on the um, cause you could go with um Marcus, cause he don't got nobody to go with. So yeah. that's all of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. just a yeah. logical. It was a good time. It was prom was a good time. I went my sophomore fresh. I went all four years. I went freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Oh damn. Okay, Miss Congeniality. Well, I went, because, you know, freshman and sophomore year, we weren't allowed, to, like, that wasn't prom for us, so I had went. Yeah, you can go if you were invited. You, were, you can go if you I were dated invited. a senior, so I went for my 10th grade. Yeah, I was dating a senior, so I went my 10th grade. I was, like, my, yeah, I went twice. Yeah. Then yeah. I went senior. The two, the first two years I went with um, freshman and sophomore year, I went to a different school. I was asked that by two guys. 10th grade or 11th grade? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all one prom, right? Did they have the juniors and the seniors prom together? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah juniors yeah, and seniors yeah. can go. Okay. So you had to go with a junior or a senior, obviously. Uh-huh. Or a freshman yeah. or sophomore. I just remember uh, my freshman and sophomore year, I had to wear the same dress because my mom was like, I'm not doing this twice. Oh, shit. Okay. For freshman yeah. and sophomore. Yeah, what's 14? I know, that killed you. <laughs> Girl, you don't play that recycling clothes shit. Actually, it didn't. <laughs> Only because, like I said, they were at different schools. And oh, oh, okay, different schools. Yeah, so different schools, so I didn't have to, like, you know. But, Girl, uh, growing dad, up, like, in college, yeah. you was not playing that shit. Like, we was going to a function. You needed a function top, and you was not finna go to no function in last week's top. Oh, yeah. Like, no. at all. No, no, no. Period. My, um, <laughs> my senior dress was $800, but I got half off because I got it for what me, Kayla, my friend Kayla, shout out to Kayla, and this other girl I went to high school with, um, we all worked at the prom wedding store, pageant wedding store. So we, whatever dress we decided to get, we got what the owner paid for it. We didn't have to pay for the markup. So yeah. I, I got this nice ass $800 gown. It was all, it was tight all the way down to the floor and um nobody could get it from my school because we had a notebook you can't for people who come to us and buy the dress if somebody bought that dress at your high school you couldn't purchase it oh um, so? yeah yeah oh, a one with it we had that we had that yep <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no lookalikes oh god the so, good yeah, old it's days a different time it's a different time um and I don't know, Cardi and uh, Cardi and Offset, I just, Offset has tons more living to do as a young man, and Cardi does too, and I just feel like they are, 
olive and oil or whatever you call it, vinegar and oil and they just don't mix they, they don't seem mix. pretty similar to me actually they seem too similar that's their problem they both too hood as hell they both they need they need different yeah but i'm saying olive what is it olive and oil vinegar and oil they when i say they don't mix it's like they're 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 explosive when they're together um they're not i don't feel like they're good for each other i don't i don't no, they're 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 they clicked because they're literally the same people yeah, and i know they love from each other. the hood they've probably been in love new with money people, still in love with each other i just don't but the hood ways is just like cardi Cardi, you you worked way too hard to have to deal with these same ass hood niggas. Like you could have did this broke in the strip club. There's somebody out there who is going to love and adore and follow your ass around to hold your fucking purse. Like, not to say that's what you want, but I'm saying there's people who are worse to the ground she walks on because she's not old ass Cardi from the strip club no more. Like, I I feel like she's real humble, but she forgets who she is. Like, you don't have to take this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. So I'm glad she left, but I sadly I think she'll be back. They'll be back. There will be some major purchase. He he gonna take a page out of Eddie Long or whoever that pastor's name is. He gonna have a Lambo on Christmas morning, probably two Lambos, and he gonna get his his girl back. Let me clarify. Bad. She, she meant John Gray. <laughs> oh, John Gray. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> not the reference that we want to say. No pedophile. Well, um, we gonna take a page out of, you know, buy my wife a Lambo. Yeah, yeah. We good over here. Yeah. Y'all won. Yeah. Y'all yeah. won. Y'all won. <laughs> okay, offset. We won. Right. Oh God. So I do want to uh, wrap up and talk about um, the whole <laughs> R and B King thing. That was a thing for whatever the reason. I don't believe that there is a king of R&B. I do feel as though there are people that have been at the height of their career for that era. And it's been great. It's been amazing. It's been a staple throughout our um, catalogs. However, I will personally say, because I've been wanting to speak on this, when Jacquees, for those that don't know, Jacquees, is it Jacquees or Jacquees? It's Jacquees, from what I know. Okay, Jacquees, he came out saying he's the king of R&B of his generation. He's not taking away from those that have paid, paved the way. He's just saying as it stays, stands right now, he is the R&B king. He said what he said. There was, there was so much backlash. I mean... Yeah. The celebrity part. He did. Y'all did exactly what he wanted y'all to do. It was great to read it. He wanted some viralness. So that's what happened. I didn't even take the comment seriously from the beginning. But I do like Jacquees. I know people don't know Jacquees, but he can sing. And um, I do like Jacquees. But he's not the king of R&B. He doesn't even have enough fucking music for that. But it was funny to hear him say that. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. But it did spark a debate. Of like, well, yeah, it is the king of art. Hard, you know, it's super objective, but it is objective. I definitely got like a top three, but who was you know. your top three? Well, I feel like for sure, uh, Chris Brown and Usher have to be in there just off GP. Like the work they put in, how many albums they have, how many fucking platinums, like their hits. They have hits for fucking days. The mm -hmm. fact they can dance and sing, it's just. That don't really happen no more. I don't really know about nobody else who could really do that. Like, mm -hmm. 
especially today, they're not really trying to dance and sing and choreograph. Like, mm -mm, that doesn't happen anymore. So they're kind of old school, even though they're still young. Chris Brown is under 30, but he's been out for fucking 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I love Chris Brown's voice. I love his music. I love Usher's voice. I love his music and I always will. But to say the king, I feel like they would have had to stop at some type of pinnacle. Like Usher, his last album, mm-mm. It was cute and everything, but you definitely wasn't acting like the king of R&B. Um, and then number three, I guess that's open. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I would say if I'm being unbiased, R. Kelly could be thrown in the mix. But since I am biased, I don't fuck with R. Kelly. So I can't put him in anything. Mm -hmm. But... um those top two for sure and then the third one would be have to be someone from the past i know they call michael jackson the king of pop but i don't know i feel like michael jackson is just the king of all male music mm -hmm. period yeah um, i don't know yeah i get you that's a good that's a that's a great um that's a great list if i may say so yeah who's um, genuine Tank. <laughs> Girl, I know. Tyrese. Let me be real. Let me just let me just be all the way real. I'm not if I'm invited to I'm engaged, but so like we'll use him as an example. Or even people in my past. If they invite me, like we've been dating, and then, you know, let's say he cooks some food at his house and I'm in a little cute outfit number, and you know, there's like a mood set for me. I'm not wanting him to put on a Chris Brown. Um, love Chris Brown. Love what he's contributed. I just don't. He he can't get me in the mood. Um, and I don't know if that has something to do. Oh, I didn't know we were talking about King of Getting Your Panties Wet. Like, I know. Yeah, no. To me, R&B is like, to me, it's, it's, it's a compilation of things. To me, it's like. R&B is rhythm and blues. There is some sexy R&B songs, but. The foundation of R&B is rhythm and blues. It's not sex. So let's not get that twisted. Uh, well, majority of R. Kelly is, uh, is about sex. I didn't say R. Kelly is the, the staple of R&B. I'm saying R&B is historically rhythm and blues. So if your preference to R&B is sexual R&B, that's your preference. But that's not the foundation of R&B. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, so anyway, regardless of that, I'm not putting on Chris Brown to get me in the mood. So my top, the people who I think of that I just love in general. Because it's like, if we talk about women R&B, we're not going to just talk about women who get you in the mood. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about women who can sing. But I like, I like, so, I like love. Like, I love, for me, it's Luther Vandross. It's definitely Joe. <laughs> Fucking yes. Um, definitely R. Kelly definitely Keith Sweat, definitely Gerald LeVert. And then I have tons more, but those are the ones that stick out. Obviously, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they were talking about this generation. That's why no, I didn't even I'm talk about those about, older people. No, no, no. I, oh, okay. for me, I got that list too now. I got the nobody, 90s list. But for me, nobody in this generation is R&B, like King or like, I can't think of anybody that produces. Like Trey Songs. no. I love him. Love his music. But for me, no. Chris Brown, no. Doesn't. I'm not saying that they don't have catalogs of music and hits and hits and hits. I'm saying for me in this generation, 
I don't have anybody that I connect to. I constantly listen to old school, meaning like 90s, early 2000s type shit, like genres. That's where I stay in. That's where I live in. Um, every now and again, Chris Brown may come across my mind, mainly like his first CD of like, you you know, stuff like that. But for me, I'm not really a current, I don't like what's happening in our, I haven't been a fan of the current music that's come out. In my, that's my own opinion. If I haven't, I just haven't been a fan of anybody. Usher, like I liked maybe two, one of his songs on his new album. Um, yeah, I'm just talking about my growing up. Like, like my Confessions is epic. Confessions, well, I still rock Confessions today. I like, do too. Confessions is a legendary album. Yeah, I do and, too. I like that. You but can honestly, I, I mean, I agree. I'm with an, I'm more of a 90s girl. My favorite group or male voices of all time is Jodeci that's my favorite group that's my favorite everything is Jodeci yeah that's my favorite but that I'm with you the 90s era is where it's at anyways you know anything past that it's like y'all all all came from these people in the 90s who really had soul and heart and everything after that y'all kind of you know it's millennialized it's millennialized um, (laughs) that's a good good word to use Yes. Um, and again, that's not me trying to make everybody fit in a box because again, I also feel like throughout progression, you know, music evolves into, you know, you take it and you make it how you want to. Yeah. Um, but and again, I do like, I still like a lot of new artists that are out. Like I love Miguel. Um, I'm oh, just, Miguel, yeah. He's you know what I mean? I'm just saying like right now though, for me, I have yeah. not been hyped. Music doesn't hit your spirit no more like it used to in the 90s. And honestly, I can't say that when I'm 60, I'm going to be, and if I'm honest, I'm going to be uh, bumping to Trey songs in a, in a way, in the same way that I bump the other stuff from back in the day. And I feel it like if, mm-hmm. if I bump Trey songs when I'm 60, it'll be like, you know, you know, me just listening to it. I can't say that I feel it like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing to talk about. Well, I have enjoyed this episode. Um, make sure we actually have a few guests coming on our show. We have one that'll be, um, coming on today in a little bit. So, um, we'll drop that episode, um, soon, but stay tuned on that. Um, and then we have another potential, uh, interview that's also coming up. So if you are interested in interviewing with us or if you have a story that you'd like to share, we definitely want to, um, any questions you want us to, um, answer or debate. Yep. All of that. The email. Yep. At the black coffee and T three one two at gmail.com or DM us at BCT podcast on Instagram. Want to hear y'all stories. You know, you can, you can write us anonymously. We don't even have to use your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we keep it hush hush over here okay we, do. we don't blast nobody <laughs> <laughs> barely <laughs> i had to say that um but, okay. oh god all, all right, right. until next time bye y'all If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the Black Coffee and Tea podcast available now on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you want to be a part of the BCT fam, make sure you follow us on Instagram at BCT Podcast. Until next time.